And it's interesting. It seems like after everything that has been explained so far, the king just seems to go backwards. And the king says, Omar Kazari, and he read the Dvarim Eile, a philosophian, Yisrael Diktok, a Bira al And the king says, I see that the philosophers were more accurate in how they define things than uh, in other, the other explanations. And obviously, he doesn't, he doesn't identify exactly what he's talking about. That was just uh, really the springboard for Rabbi Rav, you wanted the Chavit to answer him. That's what I was worried about. That is, that from the attractiveness or the fact that people are lazy and therefore they don't apply their minds and they just accept opinions. Because based on what we see, uh, in things that the philosophers can prove or that they understand, so then they think that well, these must be chachamim, and they know that. And therefore, batcha and the fashes are kol mashamru, the tevah mashachatim. Then people tend to rely on them not just just what they talk about nature, but also things which are nothing to do with nature. But kachosh v'sha kol mashamru ma'ifes. And they thought whatever the philosophers say must be true, must be provable. And uh, basically, he's, he's, the Kazar is referring to a human weakness which is common even without the philosophers, but that is, when a person gets the idea that somebody else knows what they're talking about, knows use of confidence and seems to know what they're saying, so then people tend to rely on him, and then even if that person, so to speak, veers out of his area of expertise, and he's going to have opinions in other areas as well, so people don't necessarily question them. Once, once someone thinks this is the person who knows what he's talking about, or if he, if he uh, in the field that he, he is an expert in, he proves what he's saying and he can back it up. So people tend to accept what they're saying in other areas too, even though in those areas they might not know so much. And uh, we see this a lot, especially in science. There's some things which are in the field of what a person is able to verify or prove or ascertain, and they can talk with confidence. But then they talk about things they don't know about, they can't prove with equal confidence, yeah. and people accept that as well. And as the Khazari is saying, it comes from a certain self-deception. Uh, this must be a person who understands everything or knows what he's saying, and therefore even when they don't, uh, people tend to listen to them. Right. And that's what uh, the, the point that the Chacham wanted to bring out here. And that is, he says, is that in areas where philosophy or logic or science can explore, and they have a right to express an opinion, and there are areas where they uh, can't explore, and then uh, they don't have to have an opinion. And uh, one of the famous arguments, always, uh, has been on this point. And that is, do scientists have the right to express an opinion about things which aren't physical? They claim that the scientists always quick to claim that there is a soul, there isn't a soul, there is a God, or there isn't a God, whatever else. That's not their field of expertise. There's not something that they would have a way of ascertaining. Right. There's not something which, whatever they've studied, would, would, would qualify them to talk about. But they speak about it with such confidence that people think, well, they must know what they're talking about because and they know about other things as well. And that's ridiculous, because uh, if one wants to approach it like one with a science, then you have to examine the evidence and understand the topic before just uh, expressing a person's own opinion as being fact, and the stupidity of other people who accept it like that um, without understanding it. There's a beautiful story that I remember which, who the Rav was, but uh, he, was, he was a well-known Rav. And one time, he was sitting next to 
non-religious gentleman in the train, and is from Haifa. So, this person asked him, why what do you do? So he said, I'm a rabbi, I give lectures on Judaism, on the Torah. He says, well, you, what do you do? He says, I'm a professor in Haifa University. I teach uh, about astronomy. He says, okay. So, this professor turns to him and he says to him, you know, I don't know what, uh, what, what the whole... Uh, you know, involvement in how much time you spend teaching and learning about, about Judaism. Uh, I think it's really well known that you can sum up the whole religion in just one line. And that is, uh, don't do to others what you don't want done to you. So, what, what, what's it to learn about and discuss so much? So, the Rabbi says to him, I think I've been thinking about astronomy. Maybe we can sum it up in one line. There's twinkle, twinkle, little star. What else is it to talk about? <laughs> but it just brings out a point that. The person who doesn't know the field, he's not entitled to express the opinion. He doesn't have the complexity involved. Doesn't have the authority. Right, he doesn't have the authority to speak, and that's why here also the Kazari, he says, well, he accepts that the philosophers said the philosophers would know. So the response to that is, the philosophers know. Yeah, thank you. The philosophers know what they've learned about, what they've understood. The philosophers don't know what they don't know, and it doesn't. That's not the area that they can talk about. And now he's going to. I'll give maybe an introduction to a concept which is actually a very important concept and he's going to prove how what the philosophers say about the concept is coming from a lack of understanding rather than a, a deep understanding. And that is a concept which is spoken about a few times of the Arab Yusadis, the four basic uh, building materials with which Hashem created the world. And we know that it's not al but it's really a Yusadis here. The four basic elements Hashem creates the world with. We say water, air, fire, and earth. Now, the philosophers, at least at the time, also understood this idea, or were aware, aware of this idea of the four basic of the four basic elements. But the way they understood it is that there wasn't part of each of these elements involved in each thing. And therefore, we talk about the way they understood it was a physical fire, water, air, and earth, and, and things are compounds of the physical components of them. And now the Chonchal is going to explain that why that, that way of thinking is really based on a big misunderstanding. And that's what he says. Uh, why don't they, you already, why don't you already have spakers? You know what they say when they, come, when they come to explain this idea of the four basic elements. I will challenge them when they talk about the concept of fire as being one of the four elements. Where is it? They claim that everything has one as an element of fire in it. If that's the case, it must be the Shemayim in the heavens and everything in it has a fire in it as well. And if that's the case, why doesn't the sky look the color of fire? So that like the sun and the stars do they shine? So you're going to say that the sun is also a product of fire. So why does the sun have that same, uh, the same color of, of something burning to us? So they said that the sun is, is from a fire. I mean, the sky is from a fire, which is a colorless fire. And they says, uh, and the way they therefore they explain how fire does different things. Masai is this. What's considered the sort of fire? Depends on what it refers to. This is again the philosopher's talking. If you're going to talk about fire, 
which applies to something tangible like the earth, the Muhammad like a coal, will make a chalice. In Tachel Ba'avir, we're talking about a fire which applies to the air, and it's going to be a lahav, it's going to be a flame, which is really something intangible like air. In Tachel Ba'ayim, when the fire is going to apply to the side of water, it's going to come out like hot water. And then he says, now, if that's the case, so then if a, the way that fire applies to air is in flame, so then why don't you see the Shemayim, which is air, why don't you see the fire acting like a flame? If that's the way they understand it, it's a physical fire. And similarly, if everything is made up of fire, where do you see that in the plants? Where do you see that in the world? This idea of the fire you just mentioned, where do we see that in plants or in living animals? You can say that plants or animals also made up of the four elements, which is Aisha, Avi, Mayim, Varetz. In other words, when you talk about a plant, we can understand why water and earth make up a plant, because the plant sucks up nutrients from the ground, and has a connection to the ground, and gets the water like that. And we understand that the water and the air, I'm sorry, the water and the and this earth go into the plant. But where's the fire in the plant? And we don't really what you have to say is rather what you have to say is that what the plant benefits from is from the air and from the, the heat of the sun. It helps the plant grow. Not physical fire or physical air. In other words, the philosophers have thought that everything is created from the physical properties of the four yesidas, because you don't see that. You don't see an element of fire in a plant. What it means is that it's that the four yesidas help it develop whatever way it is, maybe from the sunlight or from the air, but it doesn't mean that's a part of the plant. And similarly, Where do we see things which go back to the yesidas that they were created in? For example, if you want to dissect the plant, you're not going to find the part of going back to being sand. If anything, you can burn it, you're going to get to aether. It's going to become an ash. It's not going to go, never go back to sand. If you squeeze a plant, you're not going to get water out of it. You're going to squeeze a plant with either something which is very on the plant, something edible, something inedible, but it's not going to be water. No mayim You're not going to get water, which was drinkable water, which uh, from a plant. And in other words, a, a plant doesn't uh, go back to its original four yosodos as as the basic four yosodos. Same thing. You're going to say what part of the plant is going to return to the element of air, higher a than keto. This means you're going to burn it, and it's going to become smoke or steam. They have your own discussion, but it's not going to be like normal air. If people could breathe like it was before. And same thing, the Eile, the same for Sarah's Kamke, they're going to be used. So every animal, every other plant is made up of all these four Kalakim, or they're going to remain as part of the ground. They'll go from one form to another. And then, most things don't go back to being pure air, pure water, pure fire, or pure earth. And therefore, if what you're going to say is that everything is made up of the four elements, we should be able to separate it and bring it back to those four elements, which you don't see you can do. So it makes sense from a physical perspective. Sorry? It makes sense from a physical perspective. 
The physical perspective will say that it doesn't really have these four elements in it. Right. It has whatever materials make it up, and that's a different thing to the, the basic four elements that we're talking about. And therefore, what do we have to say? Notice that it says, if we to analyze it, we're going to come up with a conclusion, which it has to be, is that we don't talk about the four elements as the four elements. We're not talking that there's actually earth and water and fire in every, and, uh, in every single thing. What it means is a certain uh, that they have, which means he calls it, that he calls the fire is really the chamimus, which means the body temperature, the energy, or whatever it is that it has, and then the water is, is and then the air is the chamimus. Balachus is the, the, the wetness, is the water, Balachus is dry, is the earth. And in other words, everything has a property of its heat, its, in other words, its, its energy, its, its, its water, its liquid element, its solid element. And as we talk about the usages within, within each thing, it's not the actual physical air, water, fire. And therefore, Vishahem Echis Vishahim, very worried with him. The, they're all the concepts which originally created, which Hashem created in each thing, which that's always a part of it. In other words, uh, anything which is living has a certain energy, a certain uh, ability to act, that's its fire. Not that's a physical fire, it's a, it's a concept. It's an, it's fire which explains energy, so the person has an or anything has an energy. And the Shakal Yatich and Rukavisale. In other words, if a person wants to use the seichel to understand the, the combination of all the factors in each thing, so he has to define what each chaylik is with his man. And then in each one, he's going to see the the man, person's mind can see the area in each in each creation of where it had that certain kayak. We said the kayak of movement and the kayak of, uh, of its, uh, what, what, what it's in, in, in its inactive stage and uh, the, the areas where, it's, where it has the ability, you know, it has a liquid element, a solid element, that's what we call the four usages as concepts, not as the actual cause of usages. And if we talk about the four elements, Aish, Avi, Maim, and Aritz, we're talking about them as the concept. Simple. They are the four elements that things are created. It means concepts with which each each thing has. And the reason why the philosophers didn't understand that fact is because they can't say that because they believe that the world always existed. And the world always existed, so then nothing changed. In other words, if you're going to say that it's since infinity, it's always been the same world. So then, we don't see things changing form from one to another. It's like the Chazal explained something which we say always was means it can't change. It means it has to be the same way always. And if that's the case, if you're going to say that things are always the way the way they were, the way they are now, then you have to see that that it's not that you can combine things to create something new. You have to say that the way it was now is the way it always was. And that's what's the problem with that. Okay, the Sarah Adam, I will from. So we know what creates a person, so to speak, the cells of a person who makes them develop as a food he eats. And the food he eats, that's an animal that eats from the eats from the plants. 
and it's machin. So they, they get their payoff from, like we said, the water, the ground, whatever it is. By my wish, she's done it and and similarly, the water they're going to get, um, which and the, is, is the water which is, provides the tenochtitl, which feeds the animal, which feeds the person, and the same thing they will get the shemesh and the which you said is the, water, the sun, which is added to the heat, and the abir is the air, so that, that sustains the person. In other words, it's not that it's, there's elements on the side of the person in their, for, in their, in their base form. Are they concepts which which the person needs in order to survive? Even the plant uh, needs photosynthesis. Right. So everything needs needs the koyach of ash, but doesn't the ash in it? With all the ash is the same. So everything has the ash in it. So therefore, it's not that there's ash in the air. It means that there's a koyach which which things have which needs to be a combination of all these four elements which give it its koyach, which give it its ability. Well, except for the four elements themselves. Except obviously the four elements themselves, right, which are absolute elements. Now, if something was, uh, like we said, if that, that's based on the fact that that the, we see things as being um, created from a combination of the different kaychas, then we say that if, the, if, we, if we're going to understand there's a creator, and he built the system that one thing has ashbar and something else. So we say that where is the person affected by the element of fire? The heat, the water, of the sun. Where is the person affected by the air? He needs to breathe. Uh, where is the plant affected by fire? By the synthesis, the leaves of ice. So then we can explain the system as a whole. We don't have to talk about the four elements being within each element, within each uh, entity. We can talk about the four elements as global concepts or cultures which affect each thing. But a person only say that if they, if they accept that the world is created in a way where each thing was as part of a system which is going to be influenced by other things. And therefore it's true to say that everything has a, a connection to the four elements, but as part of a system. Whereas if you're going, if the way the philosophers understood that everything always was, then that's the case. And it's not that there's a system which we see as created to be mashpir, to give an influence of one element to another one. If the system always was, then they have to understand that means. That each thing which is created has within it an element of all these four elements, of these four elements. and that's what the Kuzari says. We don't see that. We don't see that, that there's, a, there's a fire inside everything. And the Brahms is trying to explain it, that there's a concept of the fire in the solid, which is the coal, and the concept of the fire which is which the air, which is the flame. He says it doesn't help you because you see things which don't have coals in them or flames in them. So to explain it in the sense that the four, the four swings mean uh, four properties of the physical things you know about is not going to work. It's not going to work. And therefore, the first thing I want to show that the mindset of the philosophers is you can question it. There was something which they, 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 they claim, and people naturally tend to believe them, but you can see if you question it, then you don't really understand uh, the way they understood it, that it doesn't really relate to things uh, which we see, they don't break down for them, so see what the elements are. Rather, we understand differently the way they understood it, you know, it's, not a, it's not a physical reality in each thing. It's a certain kayak which which everything can benefit from or can can, can gain from. If that's the case. We have to see it as, as part of a system in which the external forces, which are also mashpia, the kayak is the mashpia.